Twitter. So if you jump on board and follow it that way, and also a part of the awesome team from Hold All Tickets and uh, so racing rider from the Daily Telegraph, Brad Davidson. G'day, Davo. How are you? Yeah, morning, James. Morning, everybody. How was the spring carnival? You were down there uh, amongst all of the action. What was your thoughts? Yeah, no, it was a good week, wasn't it? Um, overall, like, you know, obviously, Winks was, the, I guess, the feature before that, wasn't it? The, the highlight of it all. But, um, no, look, all round, I wasn't there for the last day, but I was there for the, the middle two. So I wasn't there for the first and the last. I was in Sydney for those. But um, middle uh, middle two were great. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed Oaks Day. Went out there and with a couple of mates. We got sliced to the quaddy, which was beautiful. But uh, Cup Day was good. Um, yeah, I've said before, uh, you know, perhaps lack that little bit of pizzazz after the Melbourne Cup because there wasn't, you know, a thousand owners jumping up and down in the uh, in the enclosure or anything. But uh, Lloyd Williams, he, you know, he, he puts so much money into targeting this race each and every year and um, getting the just rewards and, uh, and well-deserved as well. Just the story of Joseph O'Brien winning the race, 24 years of age, youngest trainer, um, you know, Lloyd Williams winning his, what is it, his sixth or something like that. But... Uh, Look, I don't think anyone takes away from the amazing achievement of uh, of Joseph O'Brien, but I think as uh, as Nathan X will be pointed out when we spoke to him last week, he said he's had a fair leg up for a 24 year old. Again, again, as we say, taking nothing away from him, but he's uh, he's uh, he's had he's had a fair introduction into the sport, but it's still an amazing achievement to win a Melbourne Cup at that age. Oh, for sure, outstanding effort, Dino, becoming the youngest person to win the Melbourne Cup. As you said, he, he's had a fair leg up with his father, no doubt, but. Um yeah, look, you know, I'm, I must admit, if I was 24 and I won a Melbourne Cup, I would have been jumping up and down like a lunatic in the uh, in the winning enclosure. Which uh, obviously he's a bit more mature than probably I am at 30. But uh, I think, you know, that's 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 for me the only thing that that uh, that I lack, you know, because I've been covering it for a few years now and also been down to several of them. And for me, you know, like you always look at the Melbourne Cup as the theatre after the race, and you know, just the the post, you know, like well, obviously we see Michelle Payne, but not even to that degree with with a lot of them. It's just the stories and the the thing post-race, but uh, it was it was quite subdued this year because, mm. um, you know, for I guess for uh, the trainer, you know, he's won a few group ones and being from overseas, it's, it's probably not, maybe it's not as prestigious as, you know, someone winning it at home, but Lloyd Williams, or, you know, with the Williams family, they're absolutely, you know, the Melbourne Cup's everything for them, so it is for them, but uh, I guess they've won it a few times as well, so they're not, uh, you know, probably going to jump up and down like lunatics either. They're a bit more subdued as well in the mounting yard, but no doubt probably enjoyed it afterwards. But, uh, look, fantastic rekindling, uh, outstanding training performance. I think the weight was the, the key in the end, wasn't it? He got that few kilos mm. off Johannesburg mm. here, and that was the difference at the end, I think. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he comes back next year for another crack. Mm. Probably one of the stories out of it was Corey Brown. When we know with Corey was, uh, is still is and was uh, one of the, the leading hoops here. Of course, had a strong association with uh, with the Hawks stable or Woodlands there with Darren Beedman and Co. And then he's been uh, again Friedman's. He was good in Melbourne. A lot of that along those lines. But he left Sydney to to Singapore. What they said, what like for like a working holiday, and uh, he stayed there for a number of years. Then he came back and. And look, since he's come back, in particular big races, I even think back, you know, it wasn't that long when he was back and he won a couple of group ones up here, as I want to say up here, meaning Queensland. He, uh, he won the Stradbroke and Sense of Occasion, won, what was it, I think, the Doombin Cup. And, uh, and he's just continued to roll through and now to win a Melbourne Cup as well. Uh, that's been quite a story, I think, just, just Corey Brown's re-emergence when it comes to, uh, to, uh, to, to re-establishing himself. Because look, as you'd know and you cover and follow each week, it's, it's a pretty tough school, Sydney, no matter who you are, to, uh, to go away and, and then to come back and to, to try and get yourself back into the mix. 
Yeah, definitely. And as Corey sort of mentioned after after the race, you know, he, he would have, he, thought he would have found it easier to you know to be able to sort of slot back into the Sydney scene, but it's mm. taken a bit well a bit more. But the good thing with Corey, of course, is he can ride light. So when it comes to all those big handicaps and when it comes to all those big races in the spring, he's always on everyone's radar because you know you know he can get out of that weight comfortably enough, and it's not really an issue. And you know he's a sort of world class jockey, so. He's riding the Melbourne Cup for mine was eleven out of ten. It was uh, yeah one of the stories out of the race. It was just outstanding. You couldn't have couldn't have got a better ride. He rode well. Obviously got the the, the low draw anyway, but um, convinced that the, the fence was definitely the place to be that day. And he put the horse on the fence and then had it four off and and ready to strike uh, halfway up the straight. You know with with not losing no interfere or no no momentum at any stage down the straight. Outstanding performance and uh, yeah probably the ride probably won the race. And now we're back to, uh, to well, when I say normal, or back to uh, post the uh, the Flemington Carnival anyway, but just in terms of racing news around Sydney, anything happening? What's what's What are you writing about? What's making the headlines in racing this week? No, it's pretty quiet this week, to be honest. A lot of the headlines have been sort of more down south and, uh, you know, um, a lot of things happening down in course Victoria at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's been pretty quiet here. Um, she'll rain back in Gary Portelli's stables on Monday, heading towards an Oakley Plate, and mm-hmm. hopefully the TJ Stakes as well in Sydney. Just bits and pieces up here, really. There's nothing really uh, major headlines this week, but uh, I've got a good card at, at Rose Hill today, nonetheless. A couple of uh, couple of nice November handicap and the November topaz the features, but the big story out of here today was the fact that we were, you know, we were expected to get 15 to 20 mil <laughs> overnight, and yesterday and basically we haven't had a drop, so it's a good three, and you feel for the track staff because they've obviously haven't watered in the last couple of days really thinking that well well we'll get that nice little downpour and uh and that'll, that'll work out about perfect but uh, at the moment i don't think we've had anything at all so i don't know about the last hour at rose hill but i know there's still some showers around today but uh it wouldn't be the worst thing if they got the odd shower there just to maybe just take the uh, the hardness out of the track because uh yeah obviously they would have prepared for rain and didn't get any okay well can you find us a winner what's what's the best bet what's davo's best for today well, we'll try our best. Um, race two, number five, Sedans has been well backed. They put out six fifty earlier in the week, and I think it's about three sixty equal favourite now. And uh, I think she's well. She's been trying up super. She beat Interlocutor and up and rolling last preparation. She looks a mare with good talent. And the only query I had was a wet track. So now that we've missed that mm. rain, even if we get a little bit today, it's only going to take the you know the complete hardness out of the ground. So I think. I think she's well placed, and the money suggests that she's ready to rock and roll first up. Race two, number five, Sedanza. I think the best value comes up in race five, uh, number two, Test of Shadow. Another horse that I didn't want the rain to come, so I'm one that's sort of glad it hasn't come, to be honest. Uh, look, his last two first up performances, he's won them both. He won at this track and distance, two preps to go by length, and then last preparation first up, he came out and won the Magic Millions Cup, which was a million dollar race on the Gold Coast, so over the 1400 as well. So. Look, he's drawn ideally um, with, with news that they're going to ride Red Excitement a little bit quieter. Uh, I think you can just lob outside Kibiza mm. to Barker here, and, and I can't see him running a bad race. I think he's a terrific each way bet around that 750 mark. Um, I've backed him mainly to win, but I think you know I think the place is uh, it's a really good play as well. Mm. It's a good point you make too, isn't it? I mean, that riding change for, uh, or yeah, pattern change or whatever you want to call it for Red Excitement is is a uh, a huge difference to uh, to test a shadow where you know you're going to be in the run and everything along those lines are just tempo and and all the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. And look, I was I was actually hoping they would go forward on Red Excitement because I thought Test of Shadow would get the lovely sit just off Cabeza de Vaca, the favourite, and I was hoping Red Excitement might 
taking each other on a little bit and testing so they can just whip out and come from behind them. But at the same time, happy to happy to sit outside. Uh, well, it's in, it's drawn inside Cabeza de Vaca, so it'd be interesting to see whether Diane Pena wants to hold it out. We know that Diane Pena's quite an aggressive front runner, so she might want to hold the hold the fence there. But Rachel King's a, a quite an aggressive front runner on Cabeza de Vaca as well. So look, let's just hope they don't. Uh, run each other into the ground and go mad because they look the two to me that can control this and uh, it'd be very hard to get past at the finish. We're just happy to side with Tester Shadow at the, at, the, uh, at the nice odds. Okay, so there we go. So best bet is, uh, what is it, Sedanza? Is that how they say it? Or Sedanza? Sedanza. Race two, number five, Sedanza. Yeah, yep. race five, number two, Tester Shadow, the best value. The other two I'll mention, yep. if you're playing uh, multis, race six, number six, Interlocutor should continue on his way. I think he's about $1.75 now, but... Small field. He's just been beautifully placed again by Godolphin. He should continue on his winning ways. And race four, number three, she knows is the other one I want to mention. Um, last start winner at Randwick back on October 21. I spoke to Danny Williams after that race, and he said she was underdone for that. He was pretty soft on her before that race, and mm. when the rain came for that run, he thought she'd just be half a run short, but she still got the job done. She's come out since then, won a Goldman trial by about seven or eight lengths in very, very impressive fashion. She looks sort of gone forward since then. And I think around that 380 mark, oh, I'm surprised she's not favourite for that race. Race four, number three, she knows as well. Okay, now uh, quaddy today with the changing conditions, or what do you th- you want to give us some quaddy numbers or weight or <laughs> yeah, see, or I'm what do you think? Them. Okay. Uh, first leg, we'll just take number six, Interlocutor. Uh, second leg, one, four, six, and 11. One, four, six, and 11 for the third leg. Uh, well, I, I just want to clarify that in, in race seven, uh, if you look at my tips, uh, It'll be out on social media today on the uh, tab apps as well, but also in the Daily Telegraph. I had heavily Anna in for fourth, but that was with the prediction of, prediction of rain. Um, okay, you know, yeah. She's a real heavy track horse, so I haven't yeah. put her in the quality because it's a good track, and uh, I'm happy to sort of throw star reflection in there just at the, at the odds because it's been trialling well. But uh, heavily Anna was fourth pick originally because of that rain. Um, third leg, two, three, and four. Two, three, and four. And to bring us home, we'll go wide. Four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. I think that's about. I don't, my maths is not very good, but four times three, twelve times one, eight, four, five, six, seven. What's that? Twelve times seven. Come on, James. Uh, about eighty something in it. Ninety dollars. That'll do. That'll do. About that for the hundred percent. So if you want to just take a, I'll just take a percentage of that. We could go for about thirty dollars or something. So we'll get about thirty percent or something like that. Which hopefully. Might be a nice collect. Okay, so we'll have a look at those there as well. Okay, now uh, just quickly as well to uh, to give you a pat on the back, some outstanding results during the week for your followers. Gosford was nice. And now if I miss memory, and Wednesday we backed up and did okay too, I think, uh, the midweeks. But Gosford in particular on the Tuesday was very good. Yeah, Gosford was a nice day. We put a fair bit of time into the form on Tuesday and a couple of bets won and the quaddy got up. I don't know what it paid in the end, but I think it was about 16 to 1 anyway we got, yeah, which was which was nice on our uh, outlay, but um, yeah, no, everything's going okay, midweeks are always easier, I think, to, to find winners in the weekend, because the weekend you normally have four or five horses with about a length between them, and a lot of the time mm. it comes down to lucks and rides and things like that, where midweek and early in the week, Monday, Tuesday in particular, you know, you can find horses that are... Uh, that A, you should be a lot shorter, or B, a false favourite for mine, and, and uh, very easy to knock. So, yeah, that's where I do most of my betting. I know people love to bet on, on Saturdays, but um, I think there's more money to be made during the week. So if you go around in the week, follow us, and uh, hopefully we can find a few winners. Okay, so the way you do that, jump on uh, Twitter. It's at Brad Davo. Obviously, all your uh, tips and uh, race-by-race analysis, often you find them in the Daily Telegraph. And also, as I always keep telling people as well, Thursday, lock it in. 
hold all tickets is well worth a listen to between yourself, Tom Halak, Matt Welsh, who we just spoke to before, and Shane and Gibbo, who are here as well. So you guys uh, get together, and that's a program as well. I think people should uh, look. It's it's entertaining as well as informative. So um, hold all tickets comes out every Thursday. It's going great, guns. Yeah, yeah, we do our best there. Have a bit of fun on it. On a Thursday morning, it's always out on, on Twitter on, on Thursday night. So, uh, yeah, jump on there and listen to our Racing Nation on the weekend. And just quickly before I go, just want to mention there's been a better, there was a bit of a 1000 at $23 on Savaro in the last at Rose Hill today, race nine, number seven. She's a mare that's always mm. capable. Um, probably would have loved to drop a rain, but that money suggests that she's probably ready to rock and roll fresh. So I've, I've included her in my quaddy, but I think if you if you want to play your own quaddy, just throw her in there as well because she might be the roughy today uh, with that money trail. Money speaks all languages. Davo, as always, appreciate you giving us your time. Hopefully a winner or two today. Look forward to doing it all again next week. Thanks, guys. Good luck to all the punters today. Brad Davidson from...